Welcome. This is Straight Talk Tonight. I'm your host, Natasha, and here's my co-host. Hey, this is Chris, and back on the board, we've got Trevor. Hey, everybody. So, hey, tonight we're talking about film industry yep. and um, entertainment, right? Entertain, yes. Yeah, so, and tonight we got a guest in we've been talking about over the last couple weeks. Uh, he is a multi-award-winning multi filmmaker and director from San Diego, California, and it, this is Rich Varville. Hola. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? Tutto bene. So, uh, who are you, no sé. Rich? Uh, oh, you no get sé. right into it. I get right into it. Who are you? Yes. Philosophically, <laughs> philosophically I am, uh, you know, what was, it, what was that saying? I, I think, or no, I am there. I don't know. Fuck it. I think that's why I am. I think therefore I, think I, I am. Therefore I, think, therefore I am. Yeah, I see, so apparently I'm not. You're not? No, not. So what are you things. not? I'm not a lot of things. So what are you? Um, well, like uh, like our, our guest Chris here said that uh, I'm a filmmaker. I know. You made my film. Which one? Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. The, oh, now I remember. Yeah. That that one. Well, well, let's it, let's get a little bit of background uh, on yeah. first. So so take us back to when you started uh, doing filmmaking. Well, it was a couple of weeks ago, and I figured <laughs> this would be fun to we get know. into, and. Uh, so I went, yeah, anybody can do this, right? Like, it looks right. pretty easy. You watch a movie and then you go, eh, I could do that. And then you just start doing it. It's, it really is that simple. That simple. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, you can do them by yourself. You could just grab your phone and go, hey, just grab someone off the street and go, dude, you look like you should be in a movie. And you just start shooting it. And then next thing you know, you have a movie. That doesn't come off creepy approaching people on the no, street? No, no. Sometimes, you know, you, you got to be selective in who you grab off the street. <laughs> is that how you got in Tasha? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's how. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was well, showing a little I, leg on the corner. And I said, "You look like you'd be in a movie." And I called you up, right? Right. You left your phone number, <laughs> right? And right. I called you up, right. and, and you showed up, and yeah. there you were, yeah, with your whole gear and the whole shebang. Right. It was that. It, that's. It's that simple. Yeah. Is yeah. this typically how an interview starts off for you with uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> filmmaking in your career? Yeah, yeah. You got right. to. You got to dig deep. Yeah, and then he set it I up. I have nothing for that. <laughs> it's all about the deep. Oh, you know, don't get her started. Okay, it's the big this deep. will go sideways very fast. Very fast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. Well, uh, yeah, I know. I know. Natasha, it's about movie so, making. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fire away. Ask me. Ask me another good question. Well, no, I just wanted to know uh, when did you start doing film here in San Diego? Okay. So, no, seriously. So let's let's go all the way back to the beginning. So in the late eighties. Oh not, boy! Not dating how old I am here, but late eighties, I went to you know. Yeah, we want to we want to leave the age out. We are real like, oh, we're, we're ageless. We're ageless. Okay, okay. So uh, once upon a time, back in the day, uh, no, I, I I went to uh, film school. Essence, it was TV, radio, broadcasting, and learned how to do all that bullshit. And then uh, after a couple of years, I figured, well. You know, I want to make movies, but everything to rent gear or do anything to edit anything, it was just outrageously expensive. So it just wasn't viable. And I love playing music. So I kind of went more of the musical route, uh, late 80s, early 90s. Because playing music is also so cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I parlayed that eventually into owning my own recording studio, which, you know, kind of broke even and got to do a lot of cool projects and um, learned the process of producing music meaning crafting songs, the recording process, engineering, and then the next steps of marketing and getting, you know, getting it on the market. So uh, learning all that, I think uh, that led me to eventually making films, but I started, ironically enough, with music and doing music videos. So, uh, but I always wanted to do movies, so it was a perfect chance to start making music videos, but make short stories, so they were like little short films uh, you know, we had actors and sets and makeup and all that stuff. So it was, it was very similar to making a real film. And, um, you know, from that point, then I started getting into short films, like real short films. And that parlayed into a lot of other work. And then I said, well, you know, I think I can make a career out of this. So about probably, you know, six to eight years ago or so, um, you know, really got serious about learning the craft and taking it to the next level. And um, I'm one of these types of people that anybody that knows me, I jump in feet first and I got to do everything as best as I can and mm -hmm. learn everything about it. 
And ultimately, you know, my heart is in directing. And I think that's where my skill set is best used because I've always been a good organizer, um, had a vision for projects, which, you know, right. back to producing albums, you, you have to have a vision for an album, how, you know, musically, how, where it's going to go, you know, the journey it's going to take you on. And it's very similar in filmmaking, although you have probably a hundred times the elements and a hundred times the people involved in it. And it can get way more stressful and deadlines and budgets and on and on and on. I mean, it gets really crazy sometimes. So, but I thrive on that. You no, know, yeah, the, you the are pressure, a well-rounded love man. love the pressure, yeah. And which is kind of a weird thing because I'm kind of an all or nothing. I'll be either binge watching Breaking Bad all six seasons or five seasons for the sixth time or I'm working like 20 hours a day going nuts. So, um, Which is what you've been doing lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just, uh, but I like that. Right. You know, because I, I have this weird drive that I'm not going to get into the psychology of it, but I have this weird drive and I know where it comes from to always overachieve. And someone actually in the, in the local film industry here told me uh, a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, she said, um, cause I was, I was always thought I was a, um, uh, workaholic and I didn't really put too much emphasis on the actual meaning of a workaholic. And I was telling her, yeah, I'm a workaholic. And she goes, no, you're not. I said, what, what do you mean? She goes, no, you're an overachiever. And I thought she was insulting me, you know, mm. and I, and I didn't, I never, you know, never thought about the word overachiever. So I actually went and looked it up and I went, ah, you know, someone that exceeds their expectations. And I went, oh yeah, that's me. Totally. You know, if, if I set a goal to reach a certain thing, I always overachieve that. And it just, uh, it's this drive and this, this total need to, to accomplish something, right. you know, but do it well. So leading all that back to directing, Uh, you know, I spent the last eight years or so, 10 years really, uh, getting on every set I could, I would do lighting, I would do sound, you know, I would do, uh, you know, I was director of photography a lot of times and, you know, I would direct, I would do second unit directing, um, I actually built sets and just everything I possibly could. And I always tell younger filmmakers and people getting into the business, like don't even waste time on film school. It's really, your education starts when you get on set. Right. And you know, no, nothing against film school, but I mean, let's, let's be honest. It's they're they're really overrated in our industry. I mean, you can, you can put together a reel of your own work that you've created and you can get, you know, great gigs and you can work your way into these inner circles of production groups and everything. Right. But You know, well, the best way degree. to get the experience is hands-on, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they can destroy your your thinking, your your f intuitions. School. Just yeah, just by telling you this is how you should do it, this is the way to do it, this is how I would do it. Well, so you don't teaching, have really your own. School is kind of teaching you their way of filmmaking. Whereas, like Rich says, if you get the hands-on and the training on your own, then you can develop your own style. And we've yeah. seen that in yeah. his work. Yeah. Rich has a, yeah. a very distinct style. Yeah. And really incredible, you know, eye for cinematography. How do you, do you work from imagination or you have it in front of you? Because I know when, when, when I, when I gave you my film, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it took you like months and I'm like, oh boy, oh, yeah, oh yeah. boy. And I'm like, well, it, it really took a long time. And all of a sudden you got it and yeah. it was perfect. So it was really, it took months of nothing. Well, you and know, then. And then there it was, yeah. and it was really, the film is, damn, it's pretty, I'm like, this is a whole story. And I gave you like so, yeah, you know, thousands of hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. let's and, get into that a little bit. I still want to ask you a couple of things about, you know, your films and your awards and everything. Yeah. But, you know, Natasha's bringing it up, you know, you two, um, I, I don't know exactly how you met, but I know that you worked on her film, American Dream, right? So, yeah, let's get into that a little bit, and then we'll, you know, go from there. Well, you, you want to tell the beginning of the story? Well, I called Rich. He said, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, he has time. Scheduled opened up. Then we met in a the little theater. He brought James, right? Yeah. Well, how, did, how did you seek Rich out? Or oh, how did you hear about him? By this guy who screwed me over. He put it okay. on Craigslist. That is so film industry. Yeah, a guy screwed me over. Screwed us over. Yeah. yeah, he screwed me over. Literally screwed me over. And then I, I haunted him, literally because he really did wrong by me. He really did. And before he did wrong, but he couldn't be there because his mom died. 
So, well, I mean, can't fault the guy. I mean, no, but no, he <laughs> yeah. he couldn't he couldn't film it because his mom died yeah. actually, and that's how he put it up on I think on I don't Craigslist or something, yeah. or Facebook, and you replied and. I called, you called me back, I left a message, and um, you immediately re- called me back, and um, I said, you have time, <laughs> a couple of days to well, film, I mean, he said, okay, <laughs> and well, there he so, was. So let's, so, go, let's go through the movie a little bit. So uh, Natasha's movie is called My American Dream. It's her story of uh, her desire to come to America and be an actress, and that that mm-hmm. drive, which is great. I mean, it's a great premise because it's very similar to my own story. You know, I grew up in Colorado, and you know, you know I went this path of music, but it was like you got to be in California, you know, for to pursue music. So it was a similar dream, this journey of going to a place to discover yourself, discover a new land, new people, and see what you can make of yourself, mm-hmm. which is great. And then. You know, ultimately you run into these, uh, you know, adverse <laughs> situations and yeah. it's kind of tests your character, which is great. And I think that's the central theme of your film is your tenacity and, but sticking with it. But then, you know, you got derailed for quite a few years and then, yeah. and then you realize that you really wanted it. And, and that journey brought you back full circle, which is great. And that's, that's kind of the message, but technically the film yeah, it was a lot of self-shot. Kind of, uh, I tell it's people, all it's about a, me. Yeah, well, of course, it's a, the film's about you, but but you have a lot of great characters that made you who you are. I know, but I remember you things. brought that up. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was really um, Rich um, brought that up um, that I should play all the characters, and um, we did that. And I wouldn't have that. Uh, I would have never thought about that. So that was something that was really. Yeah, that, that was really that, on you. That was, that was a great. Really cho- that was a great choice yeah. too, because when yeah. Rich first showed it to me, yeah. uh, before you and I met, um, it, he wanted to know, you know, what what do you think about this? What do you think about our humor? I loved it. Mm-hmm. I I thought you Thank had you. a very. It's a very dry, awkward yeah, sense um, of humor. I'm which, not a cookie which is cutter great because you have a, you have a little uh, web thing too. Um, awkward, awkward, but, awkward graceful. but graceful, right? Yeah. And, and your comedy is awkward. Yeah, and it's hilarious. But so it's I really real. liked it. That's it's, the, it is. It's, it's real. real. That's yeah. the thing that I think why people like it so much yeah. is because you're real. You're not pretending and, to be something you're not. And it's and I think the the honesty is endearing, and people like that. And I it think people connect to you. Do you think like it's changing in the film world? Do you think like it's well? It's, what's it? I mean, that's a pretty open question. I, it's. I feel like it's it's one of those things people think it's so easy. People yeah. really you know think that, it's easy. Well, and there's people that make it look easy, so people assume, oh, this is an easy business to get into, that's when the, it's not. The best thing, I mean, I always say, because if, if it looks easy, there's a lot of rehearsal behind yeah. it. And the best example for me is um, Robin Williams. Um, Robin, Yeah, Robin Williams, you know, when he, he did his act, and it was so all over the place, but he rehearsed it every single day for years. And mm-hmm. I think this is the same with filmmaking, you know, what you put out. Rich is basically something that you do over and over and over and practice and practice and practice. Sure. And after a while it becomes like, like this, you know, yeah. like well, I mean, you left-handed, always, you know, personally for me, every project I, I strive to get better and better. And yeah. you, you, that's one of the greatest things with filmmaking is that no two projects are the same. You work with different people. There's different writers, there's different actors, there's different crew. Sometimes there's a lot of different elements and you know you realize that it's a it truly is a collaborative effort yeah. and it's taught me a lot where in the past with music you know i'd be the the chief songwriter and the chief you know engineer on the music and producing and i and i'd ended up doing so much of it myself because i didn't really surround myself with people that that contributed on that same level that i did you know not i mean Chris here and I used to be in a band years ago and you know, he gets it and you know, not that he didn't contribute because he did, but I'm talking <laughs> later. I wasn't, what did you do? What didn't you, you know, do? Songwriting every, but I was just there. It's just a generalization. Musicians are, are very tough to work with. Uh, in that, I think in that all capacity. artists are in a way. Uh, it depends. But it's about the ego. We're all yeah. very egoistical. I believe that. Well, and I'm think, not denying it. Yeah, you know? I mean, ego drives what we do. Yeah, because we want to be noticed. We want to be loved. Yeah. We want you know our projects to be accepted. And it's because it's art. It's from our heart and soul. Right. We're sharing our inner thoughts and our inner, you know, whatever. Right. And yeah. uh, 
yeah, we want to feel accepted and we want to feel appreciated. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, huge it's I think it's, sure. it's, I think it's the big need, you yeah. know, that I learned early on, like in acting, like the big need is never fulfilled. Right. The well, need of love. Well, once it's the fulfilled, need of, you, you might as well quit. Because, yeah. Because it's never, yeah. because you're always going for that that love and you'll never get it because right. there's always that's something the pursuit. that's a pursuit. Right. Yeah. yeah. The pursuit is what um, it's about. Yeah. What's, what's yeah, your, no. uh, what's your experience with, um, the difficulty of getting into this industry, the, uh, the, you know, film industry, as far as being a director or filmmaker or even an actor or a producer, you know, anyone that's, that's struggling, you know, you, you and I have both been musicians since we were younger and, I was in acting, stage acting, and then got into the film and then got out of it. You were a stage actor? So, yeah. What did you do? Um, that's another show. <laughs> anyway. I'm just curious. I know what I can I picture I did it. not do Shakespeare, I'll tell you that. Oh, I okay. saw you do Shakespeare once. Yeah. <laughs> On TV. No, seriously, you were a stage actor? Yeah. You that, were a stage actor? That was a nosedive straight into the... Oh the my God. <laughs> I want to know. No, well, I'll dig it out for you. This is, okay. this is Rich's show, but... You know, I, you and I have known how, how difficult it is, you know, when, you know, being young, trying to get into the um, music industry. And mm -hmm. I've also seen how hard it is to get into the film industry, you know, on the actor side of it. And then even now with me doing writing, it's just as difficult. So sure. what would you say to anyone that is up and coming and, and, and what's the difficulty in it? It's funny. I get this question a lot. Uh, I've done a lot of college podcasts. I've done a lot of guest speaking at colleges and high schools and even junior highs. And, and that's that, that question gets brought up a lot, but you know, the thing that is like, everyone's different, you know, and I can't really spend time to figure out what everyone's drive is for, for being in the industry. Right. You know, um, you have to discover that on your own, but you know, I always suggest to people get out there and do it. You know, get, find your local, you know, whatever social media groups you belong to, find local events that there's film groups all over the place, everywhere, every city you go in, there's, there's film groups and go and meet people, you know, get out and network. This business is about networking. Mm. You know, that old saying, it's not who, you know, right? It, it's, it is. What, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, but that's not even the saying. I take it a step further. It's who knows you. you know, and you have to make yourself known. And the way you do that is creating your own reel, being a part of projects. This is the work I've done. This is what my skill set is, which, you know, like we were talking earlier, you don't really need a degree for that. You know, it helps. I mean, a degree, but, but nobody in the industry looks at it and go, oh, this guy's got a degree. I'm going to take him over this other person that's got six years of experience. Doesn't happen. The experience right. always wins. So get on set wherever you can. There's the 48 hour film festivals, the four points festivals. There's all kinds of filmmaking festivals that you can just mm -hmm. jump on teams. There's a, always short film productions going on. Um, start there. Uh, beyond that though, getting into the industry though, you're not just going to walk in and meet people and be in right. the industry. That just right. doesn't happen. In my experience, you know, I have, I have certain contacts now that are, you know, it took me years to cultivate mm -hmm. and, that was through networking with these people and then slowly showing them my material and then earning my way into the inner circles. And now yeah. I have a deal. Uh, I'm going to be the director of photography on an Amazon series coming up oh, great. starting next year um, through Lionsgate TV. So, but all that was possible because I worked to get to that point. No one gave me anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to work through it. I had to show what I was capable of doing, showed professionalism, uh, you know, responding to people in a timely fashion, um, right. all of those things, you know, you have to, that, that's probably the biggest to really fine tune it to answer that question is learn the business. Mm -hmm. Anyone um, up and coming, uh, get rid of all of the romanticism of the business and learn the business. It's called show business for a reason. If right. you learn how the business works, then you can survive. If you don't learn how the business works, it's going to be a lot tougher on you. Right. And that really, that's, yeah. that's it in a nutshell. It kind of reminds me of a, a recent interview I listened to with Barry Sonnefeld, and he was talking about his first film was, uh, first real film was Raising Arizona, and he only had a budget of 750000 for that film, but he had no experience mm -hmm. other than doing a little bit of film school, and he said he just basically bought a camera himself, pitched himself as a cinemat cinematographer, mm -hmm. and went out and did this film yeah. and he was talking about all this crazy Very similar stuff to Robert they, Rodriguez. 
Yes. Very similar, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it is you need to just get out. Get out there and do it, yeah. And I also also think that it's always important to stick to revision because it can be so easy that someone takes over. I think it's really well, important you know that you I, know. I it, just had that question actually, like this you know, past week. Someone, uh, someone who was in theater. He was a guy that builds sets. He's an artistic yeah. guy, builds sets, and and he he writes and he does stuff like that. And he asked me a question of, um, I want to be able to own the rights to my stuff, and I, and I and I jokingly said, well, then you know, be prepared for nobody to see your work. What? I said, because filmmaking is a collaborative business. Yeah. There's many people that, that have ownership in what right. you do. And the, the sin, that's what I'm talking about, learning the business. Once you learn that, hey, there's, filmmaking is a collaborative effort, there's a lot of people that make these things happen. And you have to resign yourself to, hey, I may not have ownership of my IP intellectual property. So you may not have ownership of your IP. And, um, you know, but there's, you have to give a little to gain some. And that's just the way that True, but is. I also believe that if, you, if you're the captain of the ship, right? Even though you have no clue what the hell to do with it. But if you're confident that this is the way it is, people will follow you. Because you you are you are that confident, even though you have no clue what the hell you're going right. to do next. And that th- and, I think that that's how Rich. And, we, we've both been on set with Rich, and that's how he kind of he runs it like the captain of a ship. Right, and, and that's and that's yeah. that's important, I think, because if you don't, you can lose it to the first AD. You got to lose it to the gaffer, maybe down the mm-hmm. line. You know, the gaffer is going to chime in and say something, or maybe even the actors are going to start to um, um, direct. Because if you, as a director, don't know, even though maybe you really don't know, but say you do. People will follow you. It's really yeah. about that confidence. Yeah. Well, I always tell people I, I spend you know. three days for every one shoot day that we do, and I'm like what? Uh, I I could tell you about a recent film we did, but I, I probably can't talk about that. But um, oh come on, no no. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, just I give us now. a taste. I can't, I can't say that, but I I can say I'm not going to say any names or project or anything. But it was um, it was a group that was pretty in over their head mm. and there was a lot of mistakes and there was a lot of things that cost a lot of money to go back and try to fix. And the, I think the main lesson there was I talked to the main people involved in, you know, they do a lot of short films and they've done, this is like their first foray into you know major or not, it's an independent feature film, but it's a huge, huge project. And, uh, you know, I, I asked them, um, you know, how much time did you spend on this 10 minute short film that you put together? Cause they're really proud of this, mm-hmm. this one particular film that they did. And I uh, said, Oh, I spent probably like, you know, solid two weeks on that, but realistically probably almost a month prepping to do that 10 minute short film that shot over like four or five days and then the editing process only. And, and the, he basically spent roughly the same time going into the feature film. And then when we were done shooting, I looked at him and I said, uh, how much time did you spend prepping on this feature film? Well, you know, probably, you know, like a month kind of thing and whatever his answer was. And I said, well, how much time did you spend on that 10 minute short? And he says, you know, like solid two weeks, almost a month. And I said, and how long is this film we're doing? It's 90 minutes. I said, do the math real quick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what, I can't do math. I'm horrible at math. What was that? Nine times? You know, it's I nine times, a 10 minute uh, film, 90 yeah. minute film. So it's nine times. Yeah. And I said, so if you spent two solid weeks prepping for a 10 minute film, doesn't it make sense? You should have spent 18 weeks prepping for this film. And he went white and cause he knew he just did not put the prep time into doing the film. And we had all kinds of problems. So going back to when you're talking about directing, yeah. I spend a tremendous amount of time prepping for films because I have to have all the answers, you know, or I have to be able to, 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 uh, articulate to the different department heads, you know, yeah, you if can't it's be, art or production design or if it's, you know, fly by the seat of your pants no, on no, you, the shoot day. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. have to be, that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is the amount of prep time that goes into any project. I spend a tremendous amount of time prepping. So I'm very confident, you know, when, when we're filming and mm. if something doesn't go quite how I had it in my head, right. I always have a B plan and a C plan. So, so how, how's, how's that work out for you when um, an actor shows up on set and doesn't know their lines? Oh, God. Who are we talking about? 
I, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. Um, I'm just saying, I mean, that's got to throw a wrench in the works. Well, you know what? The thing of it is, uh, early on, we worked with a lot more amateur type actors and you run into that more because they're not professional actors. But when you get to a level where you're working with professional actors and, you know, I'm at a level now where I work with, you know, primarily actors that make a living from acting. So we consider them professional actors. Mm-hmm. You don't really find that. You find a, a quite a bit of a different demeanor on set. Right. Typically, professional actors are standing in the corner. They're ready to go. They're not so socializing they're they're working on their line they're working on their craft because they know time is money and they want to make a good impression and you know this their career a lot of times is dependent on it so um so but i mean I, i've been trying over the last couple of years especially to distance myself from that for those reasons because it's aggravating you know you, you try to surround yourself you only get better when you surround yourself with people better than you right and that's i've always tried mm-hmm. to do that. I always try to maintain that. I always I'm, try to have people I've, that are I've more I've noticed you're kind of like a, a, a Tarantino or a Sandler where you keep a lot of core people well, of course. with you, even actors. I mean, you use a lot of the same actors. Yeah, yeah. I mean... But we, you always want to have good apples. Works. You always want to well, have... you kind of mix right? it up. I mean, you, you, right? yeah. you, you don't always have yeah. the same actors for, you know, very specific role. You know, we, we audition for every role. But if we have some background roles and we have some, you know, smaller, you know, backgrounds with lines, yeah, sure. We, I, have, I know actors I can plug and play. I know they're good for those roles mm-hmm. already. Natasha was that on, you know, the the concept reel that we were doing for the right. TV shit series. So, right. Yeah, you know. which we should get into talking about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like that segue. I, I do, I do want to know, though, how many, uh, yeah, perfect segue, huh? That's the director in him. Yeah. You know, let's move this right along, okay? So, <laughs> right? But I do want to know, how many films do you have on your resume now? Oh, God. Well, 40 plus music oh, wow. videos with nice. uh, story based. Probably 30 plus of those are, are story based music videos. Um, so I consider those all short films because the same process. Um, probably about a dozen short films that are under 30 minutes. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four, working on the fourth feature film right now. Nice. And then I've just, nice, yeah. uh, another yeah. thing too, I can premiere right here. I just landed another pretty huge uh, director gig on a documentary film that's uh, it's a million point one budget we've got for that. It's pretty huge. And um, it's international. We're going to France. We're going to New York to film some stuff there. And that, that, one's, that one's pretty cool. Oh, uh, Can you talk about the premise at all? Or? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a documentary film um, on foie gras. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> I know, frog what? Foie gras. Foie, foie gras. Foie gras. It's, uh, it's French duck liver, basically. It's a French delicacy. Um, but you there's want a to lot, do a documentary here, on duck on. liver? <laughs> Hold on. Here's so. Here's the thing. I'm sorry. It's, the film is very. Um, it's very politically motivated. Um, there's a the, a lot of the funding is from industry that is affected by this negative legislature and all this stuff uh, against food our food production. So it's actually a huge huge topic. Um, it's the the main premise is about foie gras because it was made illegal when Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor here. He signed a law that made it illegal. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in over time, we found not we the the attorneys that were involved in these cases found a lot of um, uh, I can't name names, but um, certain industries that misrepresent themselves as advocacies right? foie gras. I don't know for animal advocacies well, okay. and right. they kind of did some, you know, a lot of um, illegal practices and things. So part of this film is exposing these groups that took advantage of the public trust. Oh, so great. no, it's, it, but it, but the story is going to be told in a very fun buddy film type of mm-hmm. way. I can't name any names to it, but we've got some huge names. Huge huh. names involved in it, so I'm pretty excited about. I that. actually look forward to seeing that one. No, it's going to be well, well. It's already they're they're uh, they're figuring. Um, they're, well, I can't tell. I can't say who they're talking to right now, but it's going to be big. It's going to be. Yeah. It, I mean, I str- love streaming docu- platforms. I, I love a, documentaries. Expose them, and that's the That's exactly why I yeah. signed up on it. I, I said, "Oh, we're going to be exposing these people and these people." Heck yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, no, me but, too. It, but the story's going to be kind of a fun buddy film. And one of the things was, since a lot of this funding's coming from a certain industry, I said first thing out of my mouth was like, "Listen, I don't want to make a propaganda film. Not making right. a propaganda film with just one side of the argument. I want to have two characters 
a buddy film and they're, they have opposing viewpoints on this topic and they're going on this mm -hmm. journey of discovery. Right. So the audience is going on this journey of discovery with them and it's done in a very organic sort of way. And, but we're the, the two that we're, we're trying to get for the film, uh, the, the, hopefully they have this really good chemistry and they're, they're already, they're both well-known people that you, you guys know. I can't mention, I can mention them off air, but, um, but they're well-known people that, uh, will be fantastic mm. and kind of goading each other and, and make, make for a fun, you know, yeah. adventure, but then also educating people on what's actually going on out there with the um, food. Sounds yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah, uh, we how, actually got a, yeah, I'll tell you guys later about some of that. So. And, uh, how many, how many awards have you won so far? Oh, I don't know. You don't count I them? I, I know I it's a lot. No, you, know, you don't have them on your the, shelf? Here's the thing. Yeah, I got a shelf. Over there. Uh, <laughs> he does. He's got a, a corner nice. of the room dedicated they're, to they're, it. They're very dusty. and. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, I actually have them in, in bed with me next to me. I, they have their own pillow. No. Um, I, I don't know, dude. I just, uh, I got some, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You, know, you should just. You All right. Can, he doesn't want to talk about it. I know. No, I, get it, yeah. I get it. No, it's fine. I, yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing with, with the awards. Awards are nice. They, they, they're what do you mean? validation among your peers. What of, do you mean nice? You know, they make you. They, no, they didn't. No, they, they, no, they I, I think they, a little, they do a little bit. Well, here's the thing. Okay. I'll you be, know, here, I'll be totally honest with you. Awards serve a certain purpose. And this is, you know, if there's any young filmmakers out there, um, the awards serve a purpose where they're, they're a marketing device to help generate more business. So if people see that you win awards in, in certain categories and this and that, it definitely is good on your resume, right. uh, especially in our industry, whereas like some other industries is not as, as important. But in this industry, it's kind of based on a lot of that, that perception. It's, so it's a marketing tool. Right. Uh, I mean, personally, makes sense. I'm definitely appreciative of any awards that, that we win, but it's, um, I don't, I honestly don't put like a ton of importance on those because mm -hmm. they're, you know, there's certain, certain ones, you know, like if I ever won an Oscar, of course, they'd be like, holy shit, that's the pinnacle. But you know, a lot of these, you know, the lower level awards are nice to be recognized, but, right. um, you know, you can't get caught up in that stuff, you know, because then it goes yeah. to your head like, oh, I'm award winning this and that. Like, no, I mean, that's that's fine for the bio. It's a stepping stone. It's yeah, a stepping I mean, it's, stone, it, it's, I believe. It, and, I, and I did learn that from a producer who he did like nine Disney uh, shows and tons of stage shows and tons of productions, older guy in town. And and I was talking to him and he goes, listen, he goes, start collecting awards however you can enter everything and try to win awards because that's what the industry looks at. And that definitely gives you a leg up when, you know, but isn't and that sad in a way? Yeah. It's sad that you have to show, okay, look at me. This is what I got just to be validated. I mean, that's has nothing. People who don't have talent have awards for whatever mm -hmm. various reasons. And it's yeah. sad. Or, you know, like it starts, like I would say in school, you get a smiley face. Oh, you're so great. But at the end of the day, maybe you're just, well, I think we it's call been them book over the years. Yeah. I mean, I, the awards should be for achievement, not, you know, participation trophies. Right. I mean, we call them book uh, yeah. idiots, you and know, I, I think that's what, by the book, not by the I think that's what makes it hard for a lot of people in this I industry, so. especially actors too, because, um, you know, they look for that validation. And if oh, you I would have. I, I would have paid people just to put me in movies. That's right. where I was. At. <laughs> what, I, what I'm getting at is, you have to have a thick skin in this industry because oh, if yeah. you don't get that validation, you know, a lot. Well, of, as an actor, yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, because your life as an actor is is just auditioning, right? You know, yeah. it's, it's not, not organic. It's not about yeah. getting it's the not, role. If you go yeah. in, yeah, because I've had actors ask about, you know, how do you approach, you know, uh, selecting an actor for a film? It's like, well, whoever's you know what it comes down to? It's whoever's right for the role, whoever you and the casting director feel is right for that role. That's who you go with. Mm -hmm. It's purely simple. That's, that's it. Unless you're dealing with a list actors that are, it's a real short list, you know, but right. in general filmmaking, I mean, you go with whoever you feel is right for the role. Right. You know, you may have, you know, like heaven and hell, we auditioned, I think four or six. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. I mean, you know? cause you and I, you know, and that's Look at this guy. Fucking perfect with the segue. I know he no, but he also <laughs> like, lost weight. I have to put it out there. He looks amazing. Oh, thank yeah, you. I think so. Thank you. He lost weight. I just watch her. Her hormones have been on overdrive for months now. 
<laughs> um, no, but that's a great thing. So let's let's talk a little bit about Heaven and Hell, and you know the size of the cast that that project overall. I, you know, we had a huge cast on it, and you had a. a well, why don't you big set crew. it up? Why don't you set up the story of how we got to that point? Oh, so people know. I mean, if, unless you've yeah. talked about it before. No, we it. we haven't. We saved it. For, yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, set up, set up the story. That's so how uh, we're talking about. That's how uh, you know we Natasha met. and I got to know each other. Other than I knew and now we're about here. You. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, no. Long story short, uh, you know, I had this this uh, story idea. The story idea that I was, you know, I'm writing. getting undressed. I'm hot. You're killing me. Smells. Heaven and hell. Uh, it's that kind <laughs> of shit. <laughs> Hey, Natasha, how you doing? Hey, Trevor. Oh, and there's Trevor. Yeah. You got him talking. Yeah. You guys are bummed there's no cameras on us. Oof, oh, it's yeah. wetty here. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's getting hot. Let's get it on. Heaven and hell. You sure it's not cold in here? No, no, it's hot. It's hot. You sure about that? So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so I, I, I had a friend come to me, uh, you know, about three years ago, going on three years now, um, with an idea for a story. And I sat down and created a story around a huge cast of characters and I didn't really know if it was going to be able to be done, but it was a whole idea for a series. So started off to write, started off writing a pilot for this thing and went through three different phases of, um, having a producer and a director and so on and so forth. And then I, you know, um, got in close with a friend of mine that's a producer that lives in Tennessee and he is the one that kept it going and said, okay, well like, you know, we got to do this. This is a good story. And, I uh, have worked with Rich in the past and I decided, okay, well, the only way we're going to get this done is if I go to Rich and if he's interested in doing it and we can get a budget for it, right? So that's pretty much where he and I came together. And then, you know, when I approached you with the script, I mean, what was your thoughts initially? I mean, I know that we've talked about all this stuff and, you know, I've gone over it many, many times before it got to fruition of getting mm -hmm. it shot. But, um, you know, what were your thoughts at the beginning? No, I like the story. I like the story, but, you know, we, there's different approaches to, because you've written what essentially is a series, you know, right. and when you're doing a series with a lot of different characters that, you know, it's got to go through, there's a lot of character arcs, there's a lot of adversities, there's a lot of obstacles for the characters to overcome. So that's, there's, when you're doing a concept reel, like we were doing to pitch, to sell the idea of the show, you got to really condense that. And then right. I think we, we took kind of, you know, you and I rewrote uh, several times. I mean, spent yeah, a couple Yeah, because months going uh, back and initially forth. it was a very uh, WB kind yeah. of Sabrina, Buffy the Vampire Slayer kind of, you know, around teens. There was a, yeah. a big teen cast involved and um, it was a little more bubblegum, a little more pop, something you would see, you know, on TV. And now it's dark you know, and like sexy. WB. WB. So you did, I mean, you went in there and you added some ideas to it and tweaked it and we, we yeah. got it more adult, which I, I think, I think, no, I think it still would it, appeal to the younger crowd, but I well, think absolutely. We, we added more depth to the backstory. Right. And so I think the, the goal of doing the concept reels to create the environment, create the world that the series takes place in. Well, you today's know, it didn't really have that before prior. It had all these good characters. It had great story. Um, and like you said, it, it definitely was more of a teen oriented, you know, W mm -hmm. kind of targeted audience. And I, I saw it a little differently. I saw it a little bit, uh, appealing to a broader audience than mm -hmm. that. And we brought in a lot of biblical themes that I think, you know, most people are familiar with and not that it's a religious story. It, it isn't in an essence, you know, in essence it is, it's more of a spiritual type of good versus evil right. story, that classic good versus evil. Um, but I think that, um, I, you know, I wanted to bring a little more depth to the mm -hmm. back backstory of it and which, you know, may or may not be used in the series down the road, but at least it gives more, um, foundation, I think to right. build a series upon, cause you know, some of the origins of how these things came about. Um, can you give us a little bit on the premise of the story? What it's about? Well, you, you initiated. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, so. well, I mean, you, Look, I've been living this I know, story Jen, in my head for I know, so long. I know, CC, you want to hear it from well, someone well, else. Well, no, I want to get the director's <laughs> point of view. See, because he envisioned it completely different than I wrote it, and it came out incredible. I mean, I love the way it is now as opposed to the way I was envisioning it because it was more 
you know. Well, I think that's part of the co- collaborative process, like I was talking about. You right. know, you you know, someone starts with an idea, and yeah. then you bring other people in, and they have a different spin on it, and then and you just keep kind of going around until you come up with something that you think is is really cool, right? You know, that that you think people would want to watch. Um, so I think the, the, the things that I added to the story, I think was the, um, the biblical elements, the going background. And then we had a lot of political elements that were added in there too, that kind of mirror our society yeah. now, but the, the story takes place what, like 25 years in the future, right? Mm-hmm. uh, 25 to 30 years in the future. Oh God. Um, but the origins are from kind of some parallels to our political universe and the division we see in our country right now. Right. So I think there's a lot of parallels to that, um, and these crazy political figures and how and people are so yeah. divided on, on opinions on, on everything. So yeah, and it's funny the way that turned out because we wrote all this stuff before a lot of the crap that's happening. Yeah. Right yeah. Now yeah. Happened. We so were, yeah, we wrote it a long odd. time ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like six yeah. months before like a lot of crazy stuff was going down right. last year. Uh, we, cause we worked, worked on we this. shot it on November, right? Well, we started working late. To, uh, right. 2019, yeah, 2019 and then early 2020 before the pandemic we right. we had I think like February yeah because um, we, we, we had we had to push the, out the shooting yeah but we had the script done by February right uh rough, rough February or March before the pandemic and right. then a lot of these things started happening and it was like oh holy shit a lot of right. what we wrote is like happening in real life it was crazy you were sensing it huh I don't know it was, it was purely it was just, coincidence yeah. but yeah. it was it, but, yeah. you know, I mean it was like an intuition kind yeah. of uh, thing but um, but I think it, I think we have a story though, that's still kind of timeless, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because it's a basic good versus evil story. And, you know, and it obviously takes place 25 years in the right. future too. So, um, what, like what I was saying with the origins of what's happening now kind of sets the tone the for the events that are going to yeah. happen in the future. Right. So what happens, um, my idea was basically this whole story is roughly based on the rapture. Right, which in biblical terms was to take a thousand years to develop and whatever, and you know the second coming of Christ. So what we did was, um, so I think the element that that you had that I wanted to stay true to was having a teen, a female teen, uh, coming of age story, but she's basically born to be the savior of the world. She she in, in essence is the second coming of Christ, but right. she's not really Christ, but she's this kind of superhero character. The second coming of Christ and a teenage girl just. Full of hormones. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the possibilities? So, it is fantasy, it is, you know, so people know. Hey, this isn't like we're going for realism totally on this, but, right? But it but, is kind of. It sounds kind of real. I mean, all those utopian absolutely. movies that were out, like even like years ago, it always comes. It's well, real. Yeah. Now, the, well, that was the, that was so, the difference. That that was the one thing that I wanted to add to it. I wanted to add this realism and and something that people could connect to with what's going on in the world now. Right. And I think we did that. I think yeah. it's. Yeah, I, I think, think it, so too. It really brings that yeah. across. And then you know, and and then the series. Uh, well, at least in the concept rule, it, it expands on um, several of the main characters. There's a lot more characters right. in, in the series that aren't introduced in the, the concept reel, mm. but we introduce, uh, you know, roughly the main 10 or 12 mm-hmm. characters. characters. Yeah. 10 or 12. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge cast yeah. and, and quite a different mix of characters. People. Yeah. And I know that I had a little bit of a different vision in my head of what these characters Look um, like. looked like. I mean, I had a couple that were definitely pinpointed what they looked like, but rich, um, you know, I don't want to say convinced or persuaded me, but he shoved but, me down well, he, your throat. He, he, no, he, he had a great, he had a great argument for certain characters that he picked because, you know, I, know. I, I originally yeah. had Cassie as, you know, the, uh, which is the lead Cassie is the lead girl. And I had her more of, you know, your all American blonde hair, blue eyed girl. Right. And, you know, rich suggested taking it in a different way where we have, um, a girl that, you know, she has a little bit of an ethnic feel to her, um, you know, like a Spanish American um, brunette. And I think she did a great job. And the, the same thing with the other characters. I mean, I, I had two set in my head and we both agreed on that. And yeah. I, think, I think part of that was we're looking into the future too. Right. So we're, we're 24 years in the future and you know, what's the makeup of America then? I think it's mm-hmm. even more of a melting pot. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, that's it's true. good to just no, represent, about that you way. know, represent everyone. I mean, yeah. 
that's one of the things they were trying to do with this too. It's like it transcends color. It's about characters, you know, character isn't about color of your skin, right. you know, who cares? It's such a like, stupid you know, argument. It's, it's, it's really interesting too. And I think people will uh, get a kick out of it. Like I did when, um, when we shot the scene with, uh, we have, um, Thais Maya played Mara, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the evil right hand to, right. to, uh, basically the devil. Yeah. And then, um, we had your character, which was Senya. Um, like, yeah, like a, you know, the head general of the army of darkness, so yeah. to say, and, and you were Senya. And the funny thing is that I never could get my head around the fact that Thais is Brazil Brazilian and mm-hmm. has that Portuguese accent and you are Slovenian and have your accent. And I could not picture, you know, that, that Russian kind of What sound he's trying to say is he didn't you. want you. He didn't want no, no, you. No, no, we, we, we've had this, we've had this discussion. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know how it was going to work. And no. then when I saw you two with the two different accents, well, that's why together, rich was, is the visionary. It's the visionary. <laughs> the two voices together just have this sinister yeah. sound. You can tell that they are the, you know. But the you see, there's plotting and conniving. Right. And, it, and it works because, uh, you know, because, I mean, let's be honest, this, this series is really targeted toward American English-speaking audiences. So when you have a foreign accent and then you're presented as a bad guy, it's a classic, you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel on this, but it gives that air of mystery or suspense or something different that you're not used to. And we're making those the bad characters, but it makes more intrigue. It's kind of like the whole Bond films, you know? You always have the- The James the, Bond? Yeah, James Bond films where you have this this crazy, you know, bad guy, always a weird accent or something unique or different about him, right? So it's essentially that. But I, I do have to say that I was really, um, um, it meant really a lot that you- that I got that part. It really did mean a lot to me because I was always told, you were, you're not a cookie cutter. Well, I know that. Then you have an accent. Well, thank you. But we want, you know, you, you can, and they always say we want new faces. We want new people. No, you don't. Most people just say, because they have to say, it, okay, I'm putting quotation marks around it. You know that you have, you have. They're looking for new people. We're all so international. No, you're not. American is American. It's hard for an European with an accent get American. Yeah. It really is. So it's. I think it's so refreshing and inspiring. And I really mean it from the bottom. I really am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do that. But it's really, um, it's it feels good. It really does because I. It's rare for well, you Europeans. Were, you were hired for your merit as an actor, not necessarily because of the accent, but that was a key part of it that made it cool. But if you were just had the accent without your skill set, we wouldn't have considered. Right. No, you know what I'm saying? no, I. So but it, but still, so you I, were hired on your skill set too. I, and then because I worked on my skill set. Yeah. I really did. I put a lot of time and work and, and yeah, time and work and life on whole just to get my, to, to get where I am today. Mm-hmm. But I'm always told, except the first time when I was like, oh my God, you know, when you were like, I really wanted to do that part. And, you know, you have to do audition. I'm like, oh God, no auditioning. is like so. <laughs> Everybody auditions. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. But, but it's so unorganic because yeah. in auditions, you really got to be okay. Ah, one, two, three. Okay. I'm in the moment. I'm doing this. And then you, it, it sucks. Yeah. And, um, but it was really, it meant a lot to me. It really did, and and it really made my day. It really did, because it's something I can do. This, you know, it's yeah. not always okay. You, you haven't you, seen you, yourself in it yet. Have no, you? I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna love it. I yeah. mean, Am I? you know, and, and you know, as you say, it means a lot to you. It, it means does. a lot to me that you know you and the rest of the actors and Rich, you know, actually brought this story together that I, I never thought would get yeah. told. Um, so I'm very appreciative of that. And also, you know, John, who was a, a big hand in getting this oh, done yeah. for us. Um, but you, I lived Senya and Mara and Silas mm. and Cassie and all these other characters for three years. And to see them come to life, you know, and then 
Rich put it on film and the costumes and everything. It's like, I would love to see it become a series. I mean, the concept reel is amazing. So if it could become a series, and I don't even care if I'm involved in the series, it doesn't really matter. Just to see characters that I dreamed up in my head, you bring them to life. Well, that's the pursuit we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the pursuit of that, that achievement. But well, this yeah, is, right. this so is something cool. that, you know, remember, Rich, I told, I mean, it's in my film when my dad said, you know, one out of a million. And I think it's, it's so true because the rest give up because it is that oh, it's you have this, to be consistent and persistent and you have to keep going. And whatever somebody else says, you know, and that's what it is. You're the captain of the ship. You are so confident you can do it and you just, there's no turning back is just right. you know forward totally. and uh, all right well, i have yeah failure is not yeah. an option no you just it's have not to figure out ways yeah. to falling achieve your goals. forward yeah, yeah. basically you're gonna fail yeah. a long yeah. way there's yeah. always you know the success is built on yeah. numerous failures it's oh, how God. you deal with those failures some people <laughs> it crushes them and they're done but you know if you yeah. want to survive you got to learn how to like you're saying thick skin you got to learn oh, how yeah. to, i know okay what how did i fail on this one and how to, am i going to yeah. not fail right. next time you know that's but it's it's it's, it. it's good to have a support yeah a circle of people that it, not even a, sure. a lot of people mm-hmm. one or two is enough well you know what, and that's it, the key i think a lot of yeah. times you need that support well the thing of it is too in filmmaking you you have endless people that share your passion, right? Yeah. They, they, uh, people have the same goals. Right. You know, you're, you're all, that's what's one of the most wonderful things in filmmaking because yeah. you're surrounded by people with the same desires, yeah. the same goals. And that makes it, it fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. why, yeah. I mean, people love going to film sets because yeah. it's, I mean, I don't. <laughs> being on a film set, yeah. I can say being on a film set as an actor is the greatest feeling. It's the work getting to the film oh, set most, that sucks. M- most actors just sit around. And it's it was literally, for me, it was hard to, because those, you know, those, the food, the, the you know, the snacks. <laughs> you yeah. get fat funny? on they, that. Yeah, they want you craft to stay services. thin and then craft yeah. services. So That's all, donuts and licorice and... <laughs> and it's all yeah. like those fun fun sizes. I, I mean, it's, it's, you're just popping them. Yeah, yeah. she, she, she <laughs> showed up on set at noon and by four she couldn't fit the costume. I, no, seriously, <laughs> I really had to get like a girdle on. That's funny. I had a girdle. Well, we're running, we're running well, out of time, yeah. but hey, do you have any uh, websites or uh, anything that you want to promote? rsvp-films.com rsvp-films.com website, yeah. um, and do you have anything coming up? Uh, what do we have coming up? Yeah, I got a well we have a psychological horror film that we're getting ready for AFM. That's one I've been working on for months and months and months and months. Uh, and, and what else? We've got the premiere for Heaven and Hell coming up. Yeah, on that's going to be October twentieth. I don't know yeah, when your podcast is coming out, but it's it's already uh, this, out. Well, no, this, no, one, this, this, oh, no, this one. Oh, no, this one in, be, uh, in three weeks. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it'll still be, yeah. it'll be a couple yeah. weeks after that. So, all right. All well, right. You know what? Great work. Your future Thanks, looks bright. I mean, you, you have as well. some great work. So Thank I you. look forward to where this is going to go. Right? I made too. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, exciting. hey, I'm Chris Garrigan. I'm Natasha. And next show is going to be about the three monkeys. Censorship. Yep. All right. You guys have a great one. <laughs> Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye, Trevor. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.